He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. Fascinating thing about this passage, my grace is sufficient for you. This grace that's being given to us is something that was handed to us, something that we did not deserve, at a price that we did not pay for. It was graciously bestowed upon us. The next part, my strength is made perfect in weakness. The juxtaposition of ideas when it comes to weakness and strength. Now here we see this limitation put on God with the amount of strength that he can reveal to the world. That God requires this avenue of weakness in order to really exhibit the power he has. It is because of weakness that his glory stands in such contrast. It is because of the fallen nature that his perfect nature is so obvious. And then this last part, made perfect in weakness. So now we've tied together the grace and perfection coming together, this union of something that is Im immensely valuable that we did not earn but also is the perfect state of being. It is the place in which you want to dwell. It is the home in which you want your heart to reside in. It is where God is. Now, he uses this passage, I would rather boast in my infirmity. The interesting thing here in the Greek word that is used here, infirmities and weaknesses are actually the same word. Now. To try and not butcher the Greek language, I'm only going to do this once, but the word that is used for weakness and uh, infirmity is asthenia, which is Greek for weak, sickly, feeble, unable to accomplish anything. It's this state of self-awareness that says, I am unable because of these things that are limiting me, because of my sickly body or my weakened form, because of my corrupted state of being, as a result of sin, I am unable to accomplish what God has asked of me. And the opposite side of this, the opposite side of this, this weakened state and form of being is what God is using, his word strength, which again, trying to not butcher the Greek here, is dunamis. Dunamis. Okay, so dunamis is this, um, and I'm sure there's lots of people who point out this, I'm saying this incorrectly, but dunamis is this opposite side of this where it's strength, powerful, mighty, one who can achieve, and it's even used in a miraculous sense, a one doing feats that are beyond what should be accomplished or what are beyond what is possible. So here we see these two complete opposite ideas merged together by the form of grace. Now, what is the grace we have been given that is bringing these two things together? The fallen, corrupted human form, the asthenia, and God's powerful, mighty, impeccable, uh, miracle-performing abilities, which is dunamis. How are these two joining forces? What is coming together that we are receiving because of this? 
John 1.14 tells us the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Christ Jesus is the grace that binds God's divine power and our fallen feeble form together. And when those two merge together, then God's power is able to live out and be seen in even greater and fuller contrast. You see, the beauty of this Bible is just that, the contrasting complementary ideas that divinity stands out even more to a greater degree because it dwells in a fallen form. Then the world can see when it enters into the life of somebody who is a sinner. When the world sees God alone, they run in fear. But when the world sees God's character, his personality, his mindset lived out through the life of somebody that is one of their own, somebody who was in the world, somebody who knows what it's like to deal with sin on a daily basis, then is God's nature, his character, his grace, his power exhibited and seen to an even greater degree than if the world was to look at God alone. And so here is the most beautiful part, the fact that you and I have an opportunity, a moment, a chance to surrender ourselves as Paul did and acknowledge our weakness. In fact, boast of our sickness, of our fallen state, because then the contrast, when we live a life that is juxtaposed to our natural fallen nature, that is where Christ's power is seen even greater. If that's your desire, then I invite you to pray with me now. Our Father in heaven, Lord, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you for your divine intervention. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who you sent into this world to bring the hearts and minds of humanity into connection and union with the heart and mind of God. Lord, you are our example. You are perfect human being who is also perfect divine and through you we see this character of God's love. You are a gift that we did not deserve. By your grace you were given to us so that we might have a clearer understanding of God and who he is. And so for that Lord we ask, we invite you in, we acknowledge our sins, our fallen natures and we say God in spite of all this live out your life through me. We give you permission and glory. Use us, Lord, so that when others see your nature coming through us, your name will be glorified. Though we are sick and feeble, weak and dying as a result of sin, may your everlasting love be lived out in our lives. This is our prayer and our desire, and we ask this in Christ Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen.